Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Things are happening, man. We're, we're ha- moving and shaking's happening. People are getting cut. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's like actual roster moves are happening. It's it's uh, it's it's interesting, and it, it, I'm I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about the the Cowboys defensive linemen that they drafted in the 2021 draft. But before we do that, we, we did get a little bit of news on this Wednesday morning. Uh, the Cowboys have waived defensive tackle Antoine Woods, saving them just over two, I think it's 2.1 million. I think this was surprising to a few people because he was their starting one technique last year. I saw some people say last year the defense got better when Woods was on the field. Um, what are your thoughts about the Cowboys moving on from Antoine Woods? I mean, I think I, I don't disagree necessarily with that comment, but that's only because the defensive line was so terrible last year that you know when he was there, when he wasn't, it was really a big difference. Look, I, obviously, the Cowboys uh, came into this offseason with the idea of making a concerted effort to completely revamp their defensive line. Uh, and this seems like one of the final pieces, if not, you know, the final piece in, in kind of resetting up that defensive tackle room. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Antoine Woods, you know, look, I, I think he, he served a, a decent role for them. I think they, you know, they had to, they felt like they probably had to tender him because he was one of the few uh, defensive linemen who even played decent at, at any point last year. And they had to like, you know, have some kind of insurance in case they yeah, weren't able to get him. That's, that's yeah, really exactly. what he was until the draft. And so they get through the draft, they added the pieces they wanted, and now uh, you know, they they don't necessarily need his services anymore. And for Antoine Woods, you know, it's uh he 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 clearly was not satisfied with the money that he was making here and uh you know was very forward about it from the beginning, uh about not being happy on uh about being on an exclusive rights free agent contract. Mm-hmm. Uh I he signed uh, uh or he signed to Roseman, I think, uh, is his is uh uh his yeah. his agent in, yeah. And so, like you know, they, he they, they he wanted a ton more money, and 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 was like refusing to sign his tender for a while, and you know, just like I don't know if any of that contributed to this, but th- this is his opportunity to go out and, and actually be on the free market for the first time, uh, which should be good for him because I think you know he's kind of he I think he's earned a spot to you know get signed by another team and go somewhere. I just think you know for the Cowboys, he he just wasn't good enough to justify the money. Um, and I, I think, you know, they really kind of clearly are trying to start fresh. I mean, Hill and Gallimore are probably still here because they're young and they're still upside. And, and frankly, they probably can't get out of those contracts at this point. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see exactly how uh, this kind of reshuffles the deck at defensive tackle a little bit. Yeah, Hill is a, is a fine player. But the problem is when you get to be 28 and 29 years old like he is and you're being paid more than the veteran minimum, you end up being somebody who's taking away snaps from a younger player with maybe more upside that's cheaper. And we're going to yeah. talk about some of those guys today. Um, 
probably best for both parties to move on. It's not a significant yeah. loss. Uh, I do think the Cowboys have a different idea of what type of defensive tackle they're going to be using this year. Uh, so go, let's go ahead and dive right into it, Lane. And we're going to talk about yeah. the guys that the Cowboys drafted. I want to start with the first one, Osa Odigizua, the defensive tackle, defensive end from UCLA, a, a favorite of the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We've talked about him at length before, but how do you think he fits into this defense? Well, you know, after the the press conference, they talked about using him as a as a nickel defensive tackle, which I think makes sense. I mean, he certainly has a lot of upside there as a pass rusher. Um, I I think he can be used all over the defensive line. And if you go and you watch his tape at UCLA, uh, you know they did that. They they used him, uh, you know, as a defensive end. They used him as a, as a one technique, kind of uh, just as a kind of cocked one technique taken on the center. You saw him on the outside shoulder of the guard playing the three. So he he plays you know a variety of different techniques, um, and I think the Cowboys can use him that way. And I think you know just based on what we are hearing, the Cowboys plan on using these guys kind of in a variety of different techniques. So uh, he he really fits that. I think immediately though we talked about like he, he can provide you something as a pass rusher. He's his leverage and his strength are 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 so uh, solid at this point. You know he can he can play the run as a as a three technique. I think even at two hundred and eighty pounds, which is shocking. I mean, Marcus, I saw. Uh, I mean, I was watching him last night against Stanford, uh, and Stanford mm-hmm. has a, a guy, uh, like Chris Dahlman's son. I can't remember what his name is. David Dahlman. Yeah, I actually he got dropped by the. I think he got dropped by the Falcons. Maybe he did. Yeah, he was like yeah. a fourth rounder or something. There's a, there's a video of of them on the goal line, and, and they've got uh, 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 Odigizua as like the kind of nose tackle mm-hmm. on the goal line. And then Stanford offensive line, very well renowned. Obviously, they they constantly are putting people in the NFL. Correct. Yep. Uh, and you know you're watching the snap, and it's like I said, it's on the goal line, and Stanford blows a hole through UCLA's you know entire defensive line, except for one spot. And there's one spot where one dude has pushed Chris Dolman, has bent Chris Dolman back like a like a suitcase, and then is holding on to the guard with his other hand. And like you, you watch it from the end zone angle, and the entire UCLA defensive line is back in their own end zone, except for this one spot where there's three offensive linemen basically fighting o- Osa by himself. Yeah. yeah, I love this kid, man. Like I just love that that ability to get low and use your leverage and your length and strength. I just think. He didn't get uh, a chance at at UCLA to kind of sit at one spot and really refine his techniques there. Mm. I'm super excited to see what they can do with this kid just because all the tools, all the, all the, uh, the, the ingredients for this kid are there like length, leverage, strength, uh, explosion off the line of scrimmage. It's all there. It, it just it feels like it really just needs to be honed and, and kind of concentrated. Yeah, so Osa is really fascinating to me, Landon, because if you go to like YouTube and you watch the Senior Bowl highlights and all the one-on-one drills, he's not somebody who's going to stand out in those drills at all. And he's not really a guy that's going to win the pass rush drills, and we're not going to be talking about him as a winner and loser and that kind of stuff. But – I think when you talk about playing team defense, he fits in perfectly, right? Because, yeah, I know he's undersized, but he's he's got such long arms. He's so good at just stacking these offensive linemen. The linebackers behind him are going to just absolutely love him, and it's not going to make any sense to them how this 280-pound guy is taking on double teams and not moving at all. But 
I do think this is a really good player to have, maybe not as a starter, but somebody that can play up and down the defensive line and give you some really, really good snaps. I like him a lot. He'll probably probably always be somebody in Dallas that people are wishing he was better or they could see more of. But I think when you talk about the totality of a defense, he's a perfect player to help the rest of the unit thrive. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, I think we've got a couple of these guys that we kind of have marked for these Tyrone Crawford roles, right? And we'll talk about another guy here in a second that I think fits that too. But uh, I think, you know, it's it's valuable to have these guys who they can find a home. At, I mean, like I said, Odigizua, you can plug in at three technique and he can play that. If you just want him to play three technique, he can absolutely do that. But the v- value of having the ability to move up and down uh, and play outside a little bit, play some five technique. It just gives your front the options of a whole bunch of different options to kind of deploy different looks for offenses. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring it to the joy and in, into the love of your life. This collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect ring, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long. So you can search them by looking up 1010 only at BlueNile.com. I also want to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Uh, We've got baseball, basketball, UFC coming up. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Lana, let's talk about Chauncey Golston because this one I might need a little bit of help on as well. Because Ooh, I love this guy. Well, no, it's not that it's not that I don't like Golston. And I can see there there's a path to snaps here because after Randy Gregory into Marcus Lawrence, there's really nobody else there. I mean, there's Terrell Basham and there's that's Doran Armstrong. But when I watch his film, I see somebody who is pretty good at cleaning up stuff. I just don't necessarily think he creates a lot. So how valuable is a guy that cleans up stuff in the NFL? I don't know. What do you think about Chauncey Golson? Well, I think that Dallas could have used a guy that would be cleaning things up a lot last year, you know, because they had nobody that was creating plays or nobody that was there to uh, uh, clean the job up. If someone did create a pressure, you know, I think these kind of guys have value. Um, try hard players that uh, are that are uh, persistent that are relentless those guys uh, are it's not pretty and they're easier to find than a lot of some other guys because you know the try hards are they're not elite athletes they're not most planet theory players you know um this is a guy who can win for you late in snaps when 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 randy gregory or demarcus lawrence uh, uh, creates a pressure on one side, uh, and they can't quite finish it, or or they at least create the disruption. This is gonna this is gonna be the guy whose arms uh, that the quarterback is going to be running into, awaiting for that. You know, he's he may not be uh, the creator, but I think he's a guy who can consistently make sure that the plays get finished the way that they're supposed to. And 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 I I loved him because. You know, look, and we've talked about these guys before. I don't normally love these guys, and they're hard to they're hard to kind of parse what makes one 
you know, work in the NFL versus mm-hmm. what doesn't make the other one work. I think what I really like about this guy is that he has very defined things he needs to work on, right? I think he gets out of his stance high. I think he plays too high in general. But I think that with with the arm length that he has, with the hand size that he has, with the technique that he has, he can he can play on his feet against offensive linemen and and still manage to play kind of peekaboo with the backs and and get around and make the plays. He's just a guy who's around the football a ton. I mean, it's just, you know, he, he, he doesn't have a whole bunch of, uh, uh, he's, you know, he's kind of linearly explosive. He doesn't have a ton of change of direction, but he's just relentless. He will just keep coming. He'll keep throwing moves. Uh, he'll keep, uh, uh, you know, keep you at arm's length until it's time for him to discard you and then make the play. Uh, he's just a guy that I think is going to be able to mix it up a lot, uh, a lot better than a lot of these other guys that you see kind of play on their feet just because he has such great length and hands that that's going to allow him to, uh, uh, you know, be a useful player on the field. He, he won't get taken out of a play easily. And, and I think that that's, that's valuable on a defense that, you know, they obviously they struggled to create disruption last year, but they also struggled to just finish the simple plays. And mm-hmm. I think that what Golson Golson does is allows you, uh, uh, it adds another guy onto your defense that, uh, is is not going to let another you know moment slip by after the initial disruption is created by the defense. He will finish the play if it gets there. He will make the, the tackle. Uh, y- you're not going to get all this time in the world because this guy is eventually going to get to you. My problem is this is typically a, like a guy that you draft late or you sign on a veteran minimum deal. Do you really have to spend the 84th pick in the draft on this kind of player? You know, a guy that you're hoping can be the fourth defensive end on your team? Well, I think that the thing is that you do if you think that he can come in right away and play. Because I don't know that those guys necessarily – I mean, look at Taco. Taco was a first-round version of this guy, and he didn't necessarily have the ability to come in and play right away. I I think that this guy has more ready-made NFL skills uh, than – than Taco did, you know. I, I think he can come in and give Maybe. you some snaps right away in a rotation. Uh, he he may not have much further to go from here. I don't know if he can actually. You know, I don't know how much he can prove, but I I feel like the reason you take this guy here is he can come in and give you snaps right away. Uh, a high floor player that 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 has value. It's just not the same value as a defensive end who. Uh, you think could project eventually to a, like a 10 sack guy. So that's, that's why I would take this guy, you know, earlier than some other guys of his ilk. Right. Because he, because I think he has the ability to come in with his length and with his hand play and, and at least give you snaps right away. Like as a rotational defensive end. My problem is how is he any different than like Joe Jackson, who the Cowboys drafted a couple of years ago in the fourth round, right. Who, ultimately didn't make this team because he couldn't be a top three or four defensive end. Like, is he really any different? Again, I don't hate the pick because I think Dallas really needed to replenish their defensive line. Dorrance Armstrong, again, uh, he has just one year left in his deal. I think they had to get bodies. I just don't know that he's all that different than some of these guys that we've seen in the past drafted third, fourth, fifth round. I think Joe Jackson ended up being a good player or playing, you know, in the league still. I think mm-hmm. the problem was, is that, you know, I don't think Joe Jackson's floor is as high as this guy is. I think this guy is, is, is more ready made to play. I think he, with that length and that, you know, technique and hand skills, 
it gives you it gives you a, a role on an NFL defense right away. I think Joe Jackson had to work into that to a large degree. Um, and I I don't know that Joe Jackson was. This guy's actually pretty explosive. Like I I, I yeah, think Joe Jackson. He's he's certainly more athletic than Joe Jackson, without a doubt. We're not going to call Chauncey Golston an an athletic defensive end because he does have some some change of direction limitations. But this guy gets off the ball with some explosion, and so. Um, you know he he's 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 he has a way of of, of resetting the 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 offensive tackles feet and making him kind of in a bad position it's just that he's not able to kind of dip around and get around the corner yeah, like that yeah. it's like he resets the the line of scrimmage and then he hand fights you until you're uncomfortable and then gets around you so so do we think Golston can play inside at all in the NFL because he did it a little bit at the senior bowl and he actually did a pretty decent job at doing it do we think there's any chance of him doing it in the NFL or is he just too small I think he can, and I think again, this is another reason why I I think that he uh, has you know, kind of a, a better value than these guys normally do. Is that the problem? You know, the problem with just saying, you know, hey, this is a, a larger defensive end; he can play inside if he needs to. You, you can't just say that. You know, it's like <laughs> there is technique yeah. stuff to be considered, and I think the things that that Golson has as his strength are the reasons that I think he can come in and play inside. He's He's got some power to him. He's got strong hands. He's got, uh, 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 like I said, long arms that he knows how to use. When you have length and you know how to use it uh, and you've got decent hand technique, you can play inside a little bit, you know, because that's things just move a little bit quicker. And I think his hands, hand speed is, is such that I think he can give you some snaps inside. You know, I, I'm not like – I'm not basically, you know, creating a package for him to be my my nickel rusher right, necessarily, right, right. but I, I think he can give you snaps there in certain packages if you're trying to, you know, deploy guys in different ways. I guess I'm thinking anymore, Landon, with the way that the Cowboys have used defensive line rotations in the past. Basically, you have two units, right? It's almost like a hockey team, right? You have two mm-hmm. different lines, right? Lines, yeah, and exactly. I, and I do think Golston is a really good guy to put on that second line because he can do a lot of different things. None of them at I would even say an above average level but being just average on your second defensive line is fine right because there's just there's there's not a lot of good defensive linemen in the NFL so I and cheap that's 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 very important and cheap so if he can be your fourth defensive end if he can be let's say your third interior rusher third or fourth interior rusher I get it it's just to me it feels like a low upside pick and I know the floor is probably relatively high I guess you're just hoping for more, but I, I understand why there's a lot to like. And I think once we get into the season, he'll probably have more value than like these picks, like, like these picks do on draft day. Cause you're always thinking yeah. a third round pick could be, you know, maybe a future starter down the road, probably yeah. not Golston, but I do think, I do think he can be a productive player. I just don't know how sexy it's going to be. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Cowboys fans need to be ready because I, I have a feeling that this is going to be a strategy moving forward is, is, you know, now that you've spent all this money uh, on one side of the football, they need cheap labor. And, and the best way to get cheap labor is through the draft. So uh, as opposed to going out and paying uh, a vet guy that might be of equal talent as Golson, you know, vet minimum dollars or a couple million dollars a year. Yeah. This is a much cheaper route for them. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. And I think because they're paying so much on offense, 
they're going to have to find guys like Osa and Golston all over the defense to fill these roles, not necessarily starter roles, but these key backup roles. And I, I do think you're right. Uh, we've got one more defensive lineman to talk about, Landon. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Nugenics. Nugenics is the number one selling free testosterone booster, and GNC is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. All you have to do is text DRAFT to 231 231. This unique man boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy in lean muscle mass. Again, text DRAFT to 231 231. That's DRAFT to 231 231 for your complimentary bottle. Also, want to tell you guys about Built Bar. You know Built Bar by now. It's the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate with amazing flavors and just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your next box. Again, that is BuiltBar.com. All right, Landon, let's talk about our new nose tackle, Quinton Bohana. I think I'm saying his name right. Uh, so. just, a, just a massive, massive defensive tackle from Kentucky. Six foot four, 330 pounds, 34 inch arms, uh, 11 inch hands. Um, not the most athletic player in the world. You're not going to see him doing the stuff that Vita Vea does on the football field, but just a monster, monster nose. Uh, nose. Uh, what do you think about Bohana with the Cowboys? Yeah, this is a guy that, you know, we had kind of heard whispers about really early on, you know, and and uh, well before we knew that they were potentially interested in, in Joseph. Um, and, uh, you know, we you watch the tape. He's he's very much, you know, the the kind of typical nose tackle. You know, he's he's going to eat blocks. He's got incredible length. And I mean, his size is just ridiculous. It is. Uh, he. I think he has a little bit of upside as a, a potential pocket push. I'm not going to call him a pass rusher by any yeah, stretch of the imagination, yeah. but I do think eventually if you, if you know, he has some athleticism for his size. Uh, I think eventually if you, if you worked with him a little bit, he could give you something maybe as a pass rusher eventually. I don't know that about right away, but I think right away, you know, anytime you're getting a six foot four, 330 pound guy with 34 inch arms, uh, you think that he's going to be able to stop the run. He's going to be able to occupy blocks. He's going to be able to take on double teams. Um, and I, and I think clearly that's where the Cowboys envisioned this role. I, I think that, you know, the reason Bohanan was, was a guy that they wanted to look at, uh, Bohana rather, uh, yeah, was, Bohana. was, uh, you know, I think he has some, um, upside as a, as a pass rusher. I think or, he can and, be a one technique, right? I don't think he's yeah, strictly yeah. a nose. No, yeah, exactly. I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm not like I said, not deploying him in, in a nickel package. Yeah. But if, but if you wanted to put him in a four man front, I think he could push the pocket and, and help disrupt that way for sure. Um, you know, and I think the the thing about it is that drafting a guy like uh, Bohana, where you do, uh, where we did rather, is. Uh, is still a spot in the draft where I think you can find starters yep. at that position. You know, it, it, there's the, the value is so low that starter level nose tackles are available in the you know fifth and sixth round. So um, uh, for the Cowboys, you know, I, I think they, and I think that that goes back to uh, Golson too. You know, it's that they 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 picked guys that they had plans for this year. You know, and, and, and a certain point and. I 
I think on the defensive line specifically, picked guys that they had plans for to to get them snaps this year. And I think Bohana, even as the last pick in this uh, in the draft for defensive line, uh, I, I think he they have a plan for for him playing as well. And 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 I clearly think that was confirmed by the fact that Anton Woods is now on the street. Now, I don't want to compare him necessarily to this player, but I want to compare the cap situations, right? So Jonathan Hankins at this stage of his career with the Raiders is like 31 years old. He's not really athletic anymore. He doesn't give you a lot of pass rush potential, but he's just this wide body that's pretty good at stopping the run. He can make a play one gap over, and that's just about it. The Raiders are paying that player $3.5 million a year, um, which is actually not terrible money. But the Cowboys are going to pay Quentin Bohana about $800,000 a year for the next four years. So that's where, again, if we're coming down to trying to save money and save costs, grabbing somebody like Bohana in the sixth round who all isn't all that different from like a Jonathan Hankins is a really smart move. And I do agree with you. I think, I think he does have some pass rush potential as a one. It's not going to be like a Derek Brown or a Vita no. Vea level. It's not that. But can he get up the field a little bit and push pockets to, you know, make a a quarterback feel uncomfortable every now and then? Sure. Um, I I do think he's going to make the roster just because. Oh, yeah. I agree. They don't have very many defensive tackles over, what, 305 pounds on this team. I don't know how much he's going to play as a rookie, but I do think he has some value. And this is, listen, Landon, this is where you should draft your one techniques and your nose tackles in fifth, sixth round because you can find good quality players. They're pretty cheap. That's the value. I mean, you're only going to play him on, I think especially early on, on on downs that you think that the run is happening, right? Or that there's a chance that there's a run. Um, and, and even though he may see significant snaps for a, for a rookie, they're not uh, valuable snaps. They're not money down snaps. You know, he's not p- playing on third and long. He's not playing uh, on those snaps. So, uh, you know, his, his limited, his influence is limited and he's being paid appropriately. I, I think it's an important position that you need to fill. And it's, and now it's become kind of a, a, a tough hole to fill for the Cowboys because they don't want to spend a bunch of money on it. And the only way to get any talent without spending any money on it is to do it in the draft. So I'm glad that they finally have kind of bit the bullet here and, uh, and spent draft capital here. Cause, cause ultimately if you want talent at a position, even one that is, you know, being kind of, uh, going the way of the dodo, I guess I'll say, uh, you 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 still have to invest something, either money or draft capital, at the position. This is appropriate draft capital spending uh, for for what they're looking for Bahana to do. Do you know the last time we saw a dodo bird? I just had this question on a trivia night. Was it the forties? No, I think it was later than that. I thought it was like the. Was 60- it really? I thought it was like the sixteen hundreds. It was pretty late. The 1600s? I thought that I thought the dodo was like what? 1681. There you go. I just, I just double checked it. Okay, I'm, I feel really <laughs> stupid. I thought that, I thought the dodo birds made it to the 20th century. So well, that's uh, how long yeah. ago the nose tackles were relevant in the NFL. That's, uh, that's how long ago the, the defending the run was uh, super super uh, important. Uh, hey, listen, we had look. You and I are the the creators of, and, and I can't believe we're still called this. The McMosier line, and, yeah, and I think yeah. that the, the the key thing with getting above the McMosier line, which is the uh, uh, un- imaginary line in which that you, if you get b- below in your run defense, it becomes the most important thing uh, on your team is mm-hmm. being able to f- try to find a way to stop the run. I think with this kind of stuff that they've done, 
They've added some ability, some pass rush here and there. They had Hill and Gallimore. They knew that they wanted those guys to develop as pass rushers. Bohana, uh, Golson, you know, uh, Odigizua in a lot of ways. These are guys that, and then obviously Parson and you know maybe Cox even too. Yeah, these yeah. are guys that when you put them together, you know, you you've hopefully you're going to keep your linebackers a little bit clean. You get your defense back above the McMosier line, so it, you you can stop the bleeding a little bit more. Uh, and and it, and it makes your, your life for your offense uh, a lot easier when when the other team is not able to play uh, you know two way football the entire time. So really quickly before we head out, we, we kind of expect the defensive line rotation to work out th- like this, right? At the one technique slash nose tackle, Brent Urban's probably your starter, and Bohana is the backup. And then at the three technique, it's probably we'll see how healthy Tristan Hill is, Neville Gallimore. And then Odigi Zua maybe flipping back and forth between one and three. Yeah. And I would say that Urban and, and Odigi Zua may play, you know, kind of a little bit more all over the place. Too. Yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they, they they did some Odigi Zua at five. I certainly wouldn't be surprised if they played Britain Urban at the five. Yeah. Because I, uh, I think you can that. do that as well. Because, you know, that's the thing. With with this defense, you know they play some. They play as they mentioned. It's it's three three rockets and a, and a plug, or three jets and a plug. Yeah. However he described it, you know you're going to have a two technique guy in there, but it's not necessarily the the one technique. It's uh, not a meant, big sorry, 315 pound guy. I said two technique, but I meant two gapper. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. going to have a two gapper in there. It doesn't necessarily have to be the one technique. Sometimes you see that guy. What they have uh, in Seattle, they called it like an elephant package, where you put like they had red. Was red it? Uh, yeah, it was red. red Brian. Brian. Yeah, like three hundred and thirty pound end. Yeah, and they put him at defensive end. Yeah, and, and I think that's yep. kind of the kind of thing that you might see Urban do a little bit, and, and just to kind of you know mix up the alignment and keep teams guessing as to exactly how the the techniques are going to play out. What I like about this defensive line, it's it's very versatile. Where we've had yeah. other years before, guys were plugged into a certain position and they were never moving. They were only playing at this one spot. Now you have guys that can play in a three-four and a four-three over four-three overlooks, four-three underlooks. I I think it's going to be better for the Cowboys that way. They can they can scheme up pressure a little differently. And I think I still think we're a year away from really accomplishing what we want our defensive line to look like. But I do think we're getting closer. Uh, That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audacity, or wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to follow the show on Twitter or uh, on YouTube, Twitter, wherever you get your show. Uh, You can follow Lane and at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.